Saluting local legends. This is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M with Terry Seaver. Great of you to join us here on the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M. And after some days of sunshine, it's going to be a little wet around the central Wheatbelt. So please drive to the conditions if you're out there on the roads. We'll talk pacing, which is happening tonight at the Northern Harness Racing Club out at Burwood Park. We'll talk little athletics. We'll talk cricket. And we're also going to talk polo cross. There's been some success locally recently. So that's all still to come here on the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M. Saluting local legends. This is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M with Terry Seaver. Thanks for joining us on the Wheatbelt Sports Show. Let's head to Little Athletics now. And from the Northern Little Athletics Centre, I've got Stacey Stanfield. Thanks for joining us on the Wheatbelt Sports Show. Hi, Terry. How are you going? Excellent. We're getting get underway later this morning at... Around about 10 to 9 there at Henry Street in Northern. That's correct, yes. We're uh, pretty keen to get going and hopefully we won't get any or too much rain this morning. Yeah, we are expecting uh, a few showers throughout today across the Wheatbelt, so fingers crossed we can get some action happening there at the Northern Little Athletic Centre. Now, Stacey, you got some news for us. There's been some br- broken records in the walk and the hurdles. Now, these are long-standing records there at the club. That is correct, yes. Uh, very exciting in the walks. You know, we don't often have um, athletes who do tremendously well in the walks, but we have a young athlete uh, in under-17, um, Zali Hawkins, and she's just been uh, pushing herself uh, and training. And this weekend she was so successful, last weekend I should say, so successful in breaking her a long-standing record of uh, 10 years um, held by Michelle Wright. Um, so that was really amazing. She just looked so good while she was walking. And um, the other record that we had that was broken was in our 300-metre uh, hurdle. Uh, that was really uh, an outstanding run um, by Kale Hawkins. And then we also had um, two other records that were broken, one in the hurdle, 80-metre uh, hurdle, and... Um, and the Vortexes with the under sixes. So just a really great start to the season, seeing all these new athletes come in and trying their very best. Must be very pleasing for you as we I start off with a bang for the season. A few records already been broken. So this is only the beginning. So exciting. Yeah, you don't, you don't really expect it this earlier in, in the piece. But yeah, it's so good to see. And um, yeah, can't wait to see what they're doing. Um, these athletes, a lot of them are actually competing in all school uh, championships this weekend too. So it'll be really awesome to see what they go down to the city with. Also, as we cast our eye towards uh, early 2023, of course, Northam is hosting the country championships. And Stacey, preparations are well and truly underway for hosting the championships in uh, January. Now, you're looking for some equipment there? Yes. Um, well, being that it's in the middle of January, um, we're looking for other clubs or maybe um, some of the um, institutions in Northern, if they would kindly loan some of their tents uh, for shade over the weekend, that would be just amazing, you know, because we've got a lot of athletes and families coming in from all over Western Australia. And um, we don't have a great deal of shade at the uh, down at um, Henry Street Oval and Jubilee Oval. and Having tents there for all our guests from everywhere would be just amazing. Um, obviously, we won't need them until closer to January, but if people could put it in their thoughts that uh, they would maybe like some advertising uh, by putting their tents down there, that would be awesome. It's going to be an exciting few months ahead leading up to yeah. 
Country Championships. But, of course, this morning we get underway at 10 to 9 there at Henry Street in Northam. Fingers and toes crossed we don't get too much rain so we can get some action happening. I know. Hopefully, because we've got hurdles today, we want, don't want too many yeah, um, you want to keep, keep, accidents. Keep the track nice and dry. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Stacey Stanfield from the Northern Little Athletic Centre. Appreciate your time on the Wheatbelt Sports Show. Thank you so much, Terry. Look forward to talking to you next week. It is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M and on Listener, LISTNR. Saluting local legends. This is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M with Terry Seaver. Time to check into the Wildcatcher and Cricket Association now. Joining us is Brady Garner. How are you? Yeah, good. Thanks, Terry. Brady, not the greatest start to the uh, Wildcatcher and Cricket Association season for 2022-2023 because you've only had two games. Yeah, it's been a been a bit stop-start. Um, yeah, unfortunately, Darren had to forfeit one in the first round and and uh, with a bit of rain around on Friday night and Saturday morning, Wongan's pitch was too wet to play last weekend. So the game between Wongan Hills and Kaua Kadoo had to be uh, postponed, unfortunately. And the game that you did have was a tie. So uh, pretty exciting stuff there between Gamaling and Darren. So let's go through the scorecard. So the toss was won by Darren, and they batted first, and they muscled together six for 162. The innings held together by Hagboom, K Hagboom with 79, and Collard scoring 24, supported by Ward with 14, and L Ward not out with uh, 11. So uh, six for 162. As far as the bowling is concerned, Hagboom took uh, three for 23, Ward took two for 48, that was C Ward, and L Ward took two for 16. So pretty uh, economical, the bowling there. And 162, Darren would have been happy with that, but Gamaling had other ideas. Yeah, that's right. They got off to a, a reasonable start, but then a bit of a collapse in the middle, and and uh, it, they were about 5 for 100, I think. Um, yeah, but uh, Brady even batted really well and, and had a little bit of luck along the way, and and got to within um, yeah within single digit runs and uh, yeah got out and yeah got to 162 exact same score as Darren and and they ran out of time in the end so um, yeah it was it was 162 each and and first tie that we've had uh, in a in a couple of years I reckon and it seemed like a family affair Brady there are a lot of hag boobs awards in the lineup. Yeah, that's uh, pretty standard from Darren. Um, yeah, fair few hag, hag booms and, and, and wards. Uh, they're missing a couple of collards from last year as well, which, um, yeah, they pretty much made a, made up a whole team out of the three families the last couple of years. But, yeah, definitely Clint Hagboom uh, had a point to prove after having a fourth at the first round and, and batted really well to get 79. So these uh, updates from the Wildcatcher Cricket Association have been pretty uh, short because... Haven't had many results, so a tie there in the only game last weekend between Gamaling and Darren. So uh, what that means for the latter, West Yorker crying, your mob still on top there with the 14 points. Quarter Kadu in second, Gamaling are in third, Darren in fourth, and Wongan Hills are in fifth. But really, um, pretty early in the season to get any sort of indication of uh, how the team's going, especially with all the disruptions that we've had. Now we get into some more action today, the 29th of October. So at half past 12 all games, West York Rakhine will host Wongan Hills at Walcatchum. Darren will host Korta Kadu at Darren and Gamaling sitting it out with the bye. Just a bit of a preview there. West Yorkie taking on Wongan. How do you think this is going to roll out? Uh, it'll be interesting to see that one because it's uh, the, the first actual game for both sides. Um, West Yorkie having the forfeit against Darren. Um, 
and then the buy and Wongan had the buy in the first week and then had their game washed out last week. So both both teams get to hit the park this year. Um, Wongan have a, have been a typically a very strong side uh, the last few years, making the grand final and and performing really well. Um, they'll be they'll be tough to knock off, but. We're sure he's sitting pretty on top of the ladder without having played a game. They'll be looking to boost that lead. And also, Darren have plenty of uh, firepower when it comes to the bat. Hagboom scoring 79 last week, so he'll be one to watch. Yeah, Kelby Hagboom is always uh, always strong with the with the bat, and when he's called upon with the ball as well, he can he can knock a few poles over. Quarter um, could do though. I, I think they're the benchmark for the competition. They uh, won the last couple of premierships and and potentially even have a stronger side this year than they have done the last couple of years. So um, yeah, they'll be they'll be very tough to beat. But you never rule Darren out with the class that they have. All right, West Yorkie taking on Wongan Hills at Wolcatcham. Darren will host Quarter Kadu at Darren, and hopefully we get two results this week. Gamaling putting the feet up with the bye. Brady Garner talking Wolcatcham cricket. Appreciate your time on Triple M. Thanks, Terry. Good on you. It is the Weebelt Sports Show on Triple M and on Listener, LISTNR. Saluting local legends. This is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M with Terry Seaver. Time to check into the Meriden and Eastern Districts Cricket Association and joining us now, our man Michael Sharp. Sharpie, how are you? Yeah, going very well, Terry. Yourself, mate? Brilliant. Now, we are pushing on through the Eastern Districts Cricket Association. We've got some results there from round two last weekend. Yeah, mate. Uh, yeah, no, the, uh, the we got three games going uh, on the weekend, so that was good. Uh, everyone had the numbers back this week, so yeah, a couple of good results. We go to the first game, Yulgarn and Nukani. Nukani uh, got the win first up, so the toss was won by Yulgarn. They batted first, and they managed to put together 108. That was uh, held together by Peniza with 39 and Steele with 32. As far as the bowling is concerned, Sutherland took three for nine. Giles took one for 13. Hooper took one for 24. And Deering was the pick of the lot with four for 34. In reply, Newcarty managed to get four for 109. And a nice knock there from Duffield with 49. And James with 26, as far as the bowling goes there. Walsh took three for 16. And Ipaniza took one for 15. A nice cruisy win there for Newcarty. Yeah, I think they, they got it done pretty easily in the end, mate. Um, yeah, Yulgarn, still, still new to it. A uh, couple of the boys tried to stand up. They tried to help out where they couldn't last week. Um, but, yeah, no, they'll, they'll, they'll come good, mate. Uh, just give them a little bit of time. And uh, young bro Duffield there, uh, he's just come back to town, mate. Um, real good to have him back at the cricket club for New Carney there and um, just showing the way for the boys. It was very good. So you're going to have just joined the competition, is that right? Yeah, mate, yeah. This is their first season uh, in the comp this year, so... Um, they were pretty keen to get a side in because um, they're a long way from anywhere out there, mate. It's sort of that Southern Cross area um, out that way. So uh, the, the more the more teams we can have in it, the better, mate. Yeah, it makes things a little bit more interesting now. So what well I'm there to Newcarty as we take a look at the second game. Narrabeen defeated Condon and Coolan. The toss was won by Narrabeen and they batted first in their innings. They managed to put together a pretty nice total, 205 and... Uh, Really driving the innings was Cousins with 108 and supported by Pultney with 29 and Jam with 22. So Narrabeen all out for 205. As we look at the bowling there, Benia took two for 43. Ellis took three for 40. West took two for 44 and White took two for 43. Hendera took one for 10. 
Yeah, mate. No, no reasonable score, 205 uh, out here in this league. Uh, anything around that 180, 200 mark is, is generally uh, a good score, and it's, it's always tough to chase down. Sounds like a good oven, 180. <laughs> 180, mate. Yeah, perfect. perfect. The heat was Cooking certainly on there. Mate. So Narrabee would have fancied themselves after the 205. What a scintillating knock they had. Cool and Condinant certainly couldn't keep up. All out for 102. Top scoring Ellis with 30. And Yandel with 25 there. Spurgeon with 17. And Benier with 16. As far as the bowling is concerned, Jam took 3 for 27. Baldwin took 2 for 36. Shepard took 1 for 13. And Cheatham took 3 for 12. M. Poultney took 1 for none. So a nice knock there for Narrabeen. And they've got it done. Yeah, mate, looks like uh, the Condon boys, they, they started pretty quick there, mate, got away to a bit of a flyer and then lost a couple of wickets uh, in a row and that, that never does any good. Um, and the boys just, uh, yeah, ran out of legs in the end by the look of it. And in the other game, Bruce Rock, Shackleton Artist defeated Calgarin, Hyde and Pingering. And they've won on forfeit here. Yeah, mate, so I, I'm guessing that um, the boys down there at uh, Calgarin couldn't quite get a game up, to, uh, so um, yeah, it might be a bit of a story throughout the year. Uh, just depending on the time of the year, mate. Um, harvest sort of crank it up. There might be a few guys short. Uh, there's always a couple of weddings throughout as well, mate, and they miss a few guys. So we'll just yeah, we'll just play it by ear and, and see how we go. And hopefully, you, can, you know, each week we can get it get a team in. You can never get it right with those weddings. There's there's only that small gap between footy and cricket season. But other well, than that, right, mate. exactly, it's pretty yeah, convenient. Unless, you want, unless, you, unless you're keen on getting to the, the chapel for the wedding. <laughs> well, that's right, mate. Yeah, no, the small gap in between is, is generally used for um, water skiing too. So, <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's look at the ladder. So uh, after a couple of rounds, Calgaron, Hyde and Pingering are on top. Nukania are in second spot. Narambina are in third. Bruce Rock, Shackleton, Ardith are in fourth. Outside the four, Condin and Coolin in fifth. Babakin, Corrigan in sixth. And newcomers, Yulgarn, uh, in seven, so a nice, healthy ladder there with uh, quite a significant number of teams. Yeah, so if you look at down the points column, there they're all on six points, mate. Everyone there except for you going at the bottom. So it's going to be tight. Um, it's going to probably be another three or four rounds to go before we sort of see the ladder panning out. So we'll just yeah wait and see how that goes. All right, round three today. All games at half past twelve. So Newcarney will host. Bruce Rock, Shackleton, Ardith. That's at the uh, showgrounds there. Condinan, Coolin will host Babakin, Corrigan at Coolin, And Calgarin, Hyde and Pingering will take on Narrabeen. That's at Calgarin Oval. And Yulgarn have got the bye this week. Yeah, mate. So, yeah, now hopefully the boys can all get uh, a few teams together. And uh, we possibly might see a bit of rain this weekend, to be honest. So hopefully that stays away and we can get a couple of games up and going and um, we can have a good weekend. Good luck to all teams taking to the park at 12.30 this afternoon in the Eastern Districts Cricket Association. Michael, quickly, just out of the juniors, any news there? So we uh, start today with our juniors and uh, they all come down and had a good hit out early this morning. So uh, if anyone else is around and wants to have a hit, mate, we're always happy to have a couple of kids down here in Meriden um, and anywhere else around the districts. Um, just go look up the local cricket club and, and go down and have a hit. Michael Sharp from the Eastern Districts Cricket Association. Appreciate your time on the Weebelt Sports Show. Good on you. Beautiful. Thanks, Terry. We'll chat to you next week. Weebelt Sports Show on Triple M and listener LISTNR. Saluting local legends. This is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M with Terry Seaver. 
Pacing is back tonight at Burwood Park in Northam. And to talk more about it, from the Northam Harness Racing Club, I've got Raylene Goulden. How are you? Yeah, doing really well, Terry. How are you? Excellent. What time do gates open tonight? Uh, they'll be open at 5.30. Uh, first race is 10 past 6. So, yeah, get along. All right. Tonight, given that it's Halloween on Monday, you've got a bit of a spooky theme there. Yeah, we've gone with a bit of fun tonight and we've got like a Halloween-themed race night, I guess. Um, we've got the bouncy castle for the kids and we've got some lollies to give away to them as well. So they will be entertained all night, I'm hoping. Oh, it is pretty scary out there at the pacing club. <laughs> it is, definitely. <laughs> all right, so uh, some aptly named races there. You've got the ghostly greetings uh, pace to kick us off, the trick or treat four-year-old for race two, happy howl Oween uh, for three, happy haunting uh, MS pace for race four, and and it goes on from there. So what's the feature yeah. race there tonight? Uh, we don't actually have a feature race tonight, but race five is normally our main our main race, um, which is our Halloween is here pace. Um, so yeah, like I've done a few tips for the punters out there for tonight. Um, we've got a lot of um, short price favourites tonight. So I thought I would tip a few that are at odds and, um, you know, give someone a bit of an each way and a, and a bit more money if they want to put something on. So I've, I've done some for race three and race five and then race six. So, yeah, we'll see how we go. <laughs> All right. What have you got there for us? Uh, yeah. So race three, which is our happy Halloween pace, um, I've gone for an each way with number one, which is out of Paris for Tom Bryant driving and Meriden trainer Brett Poston. Um, this mare um, is a different horse out in front and has the prize barrier of number one. So it should run into the money. Um, El Capone from Barrier 3 will probably be the one to beat. Um, but yeah, if we're going for a bit of an odd, you know, um, out of Paris. Out of Paris there for. Race number three, so that's yeah, the Happy yeah. Howl Oween pace at seven oh seven tonight. <laughs> now, have you got any uh, other horses that yeah, you like to back? Yeah, I do. Yep. Um, so race five, which is our yeah our main race, I guess, which is our Halloween is here pace. Um, we've got number two, which is our surrogate for Mitch Miller and local trainer Lang Inward. Um, his form hasn't been the best but this is the best barrier draw that he's had in quite a while. Um, so I'm pretty sure that he will definitely run into the money. Um, but there are a couple of, you know, favourites there at um, very low prices, which is number three, Raging um, Romeo, and number five, Chance Eclipse. They're going to be the hardest to beat. But I do think that, you know, Lang's got the local knowledge and his horses are going around here all the time. So, yeah, our surrogate to run into the money. Last win was the 31st of July, over 1,730 metres. You say that the form's, it's, it's been about the place, but it hasn't been spectacular. Probably the standout was back in September at Gloucester Park, finishing third of 12. Yeah, that's right. He just hasn't been getting the right barrier, which makes it very tough, especially over the 1,700. If you're drawing bad, then, you know, you've got to make up a lot of ground to try and get around the field and, and make it up, and in a, only over seventeen hundred, they just don't have the time to do that, unfortunately. And have you got one more? I do. Yeah, our final race uh, number six. Sorry, we've got seven on the card tonight. So race number six, which is our witches and warlocks pace. Um, 
So number six, which is um, Simply Shaz for Trent Wheeler and Peter Anderson. Um, Peter Anderson was our leading trainer last year and he comes up from Perth um, with a big team normally. So he's just got the couple in tonight. But this horse has got really consistent form. Um, He's got a bad barrier draw, which isn't really going to suit, but I do think that he will um, run in the first three. So um, the one to beat will be another snag, which is drawn barrier one. So... Um, yeah, and Trent Wheeler obviously drives really well for Peter and he drives really well at Northern all the time. So I think that combination um, will definitely see some money about the place. All right, harness racing tonight. Gates open around about half past five and the first race getting underway at 6.12 tonight. Off the track there, Raylene, uh, any attractions? Yeah, just the bouncy castle for the kids and um, we will have some lolly giveaways as well. So if the kids want to dress up, by all means, let them dress up and um, we'll have some lollies to give to them um, to say thanks, basically, for coming. So, yeah. Yeah, around Halloween time, it's usually the question of trick or treat and it seems like the treats are there tonight at the uh, Northern Harness Racing Club. Raylene Gordon, appreciate your time on the Wheatbelt Sports Show. Thank you very much, Terry. It is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M and on Listener LISTNR. Saluting local legends, this is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M with Terry Seaver. Great of you to join us here on Triple M. Yeah, absolutely. We love to salute our local sporting legends, especially when there's uh, been some achievements coming our way. Last weekend, there was a competition down at the Up Polo and Polo Cross Club. And uh, very happy to say that uh, one of our locals has uh, done quite well. Danielle Perkins, who's on the line now. Congratulations. Thank you. How did it all go down there last weekend? It was a pretty great weekend. Uh, very competitive and just, yeah, all around fantastic weekend. So what's involved there with the competition? So basically for the award I won, it's just the stock horses who I guess best presented and played well and I guess merging well with their rider as well. And we yeah. were lucky enough to get that. Because you say that not everybody provides their own horse, but you've got your own there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, I've been pretty lucky. Um, I first trialled my horse at the Cojan Up um, Polo Polacross a couple of years ago. Yeah. I'm um, just in the blue bandage, so that's basically just, um, like a little practice, get to know the sport kind of game, I guess. And, um, yeah, it's been two years on and, yeah, we won it. So it was a great feeling and kind of meant a lot to me too because, yeah, just knowing that I put a lot of effort into it and all that, so that's pretty great. And you travel all over the state pursuing your love of uh, polo cross there? Yeah, so um, in July, we go all the way up to Murchison and then just kind of make our way down to Geraldton. And yeah, then it all goes down to Margaret River by the end of the season. So it's a pretty wide range of places to travel. So it's it's quite nice um, to get to see the countryside. Pretty special to win the rug. A little bit tight there, but uh, certainly we'll be very happy with that. Oh, so happy that I'm just trying to figure out how I'm going to make it work. So hopefully <laughs> he might lose a little weight or, or we'll just use it as a blanket. So, yeah. yeah. So locally, is there much of a scene with polo cross in the wheat belt? In the wheat belt, 
not so much. There used to be a club in Northern called Twin Pines, um, but I believe it's no longer running, but it's still known. Um, but yeah, the closest would be Perth or Mearshay. So Mearshay comes under South Midlands. So they're the closest ones for the wheat belt. Well, congratulations once again. Always uh, great to see uh, some success coming back to uh, the wheat belt. So well done on your, your achievements there at the Kojanop Championships last weekend. Danielle Perkins, appreciate your time on the Wheat Belt Sports Show. Thank you. It is a Wheat Belt Sports Show on Triple M and Listener, LISTNR. Saluting local legends. This is the Wheat Belt Sports Show on Triple M with Terry Seaver. Let's splash into the pool now. We're off to the Northern Swimming Club and joining us again is Kim Edwards. How are you? I'm well, young fella. How are you about yourself? Yeah, I'm going well. How many laps have you done at the pool this summer? Uh, Look, I have done an impressive total of zero. (gasps) I've done donut, mate. I'm a bit slow on the uptake. It's been quite appalling. Well, there's still a few months left, so you've got time to catch up. <laughs> it's true. I've, I've got a bit of catching up. I've had a few parents on the case because I've been quite uh, uh, firm in encouraging them to get in the pool, and they have unfortunately noticed that uh, yours truly has been missing. And um, so I've got a bit of a toweling um, over the weekend. But, um, yeah, look, that's all right. We're, um, <laughs> we're going to put a best foot forward soon, I promise. I felt like you... Made up for it because I see in the photos here on the Facebook page there you were helping out at the Splash and Dash last weekend. Yeah, look, I was. Uh, whenever there's uh, a microphone around, they seem to ask uh, ask me to come down, and if it's not me, it's you. So basically, <laughs> um, uh, I, I got the, the gig this past weekend, and uh, mate, had a great time. Had I think twenty odd swimmers down there, and um, all looking to get involved with the club. So uh, yeah. Wonderful time. Splash and Dash, is that something that happens at a lot of clubs there? Yeah, so it's been a a bit of a new initiative uh, in its capacity what we ran on the weekend. Normally the Splash and Dash is done at various events and meets across the summer period throughout the Swimming WA calendar. But this was a bit different where it was actually a standalone event that we ran at the, the Northern Pools, lovely facility, the Northern Aquatic Facility down there. Thank you, Northern Shire. Just a wonderful way of connecting with families in a different context, running some games, doing some races, giving kids an idea of what's actually involved with being a part of a swimming club. Well done to everyone that took part in the Splash and Dash. So we've also started off the time trials on Friday evening. So the next one's coming up this week. That's right. We are well and truly uh, now well underway with our um, preparations for the various meets. We have the Wheat Belt Regional coming up uh, very, very soon. And uh, so, yeah, we have our time trials uh, which help prepare and set the, the pace, I suppose, for each swimmer. And so they had a good turnout at the first one. And uh, we're hoping with as the war- weather warms up, we'll get a few more. All right. And as we mentioned with Alana last week, we've got a, a few carnivals to look forward to as we close out the year. The Wheat Belt Regional Carnival. So entries close on the 27th of November. You can register on the website, myswimresults.com.au. And something down the hill in the city, the UWA West Coast Challenge. Now, entries close for that on the 19th of November. So good chance for our competitors to test themselves against other clubs there. Yeah, very much so. And uh, we've actually got um, a few headed down this year, which is exciting. Uh, a bit of a, a new meet for us to, uh, to head to. But uh, again, all part of our preparation in getting our swimmers up and about for uh, the summer season. 
Lots to look forward to as uh, we kick on into the uh, swimming season and, of course, uh, culminating in the big country pennants happening in March next year. And, of course, Northam hosting at the fantastic new Northam Aquatic Facility. So that'll be uh, very, very exciting. And also Northam getting into A grade as well on the back of last year's uh, very successful campaign in Carnarvon. Kim Edwins for the Northern Swimming Club. We'll see you down at the pool. Look forward to it, mate. It is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M and on Listener. Saluting local legends, this is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M with Terry Seaver. Time to step onto the green now and talking bowls and joining us is Daryl Hudson. G'day, Hutto. G'day, mate. Nice to have you in the room. Yeah, good to be here this morning. You've brought along a few friends. Who have you got with us? I've got Trevor Gerard, better known as Tag, and our captain of the Darren Bowling Club is Jamie. Jamie Newton. Jamie's not jumping onto a microphone. No, nah, he's, he's just he's, a uh, quiet achiever. He's just standing off in the distance making sure we don't say anything <laughs> silly. But we're always well behaved, aren't we? No, no, we're always best behaved. That's on the bowling green. So you've been out of Perth recently? Yeah, we, on Thursday we went down. We started the uh, midweek pennants there. So Tag, Jamie and I play for Manning. Um, all ended up at Cardinia. Didn't have many smiles there, but the season's kicked off and that's good. And how are you going, Tag? It's been a while since we've had you in. Yeah, uh, middle of last season, but we've um, now the bowls have started. We get ready for this year's uh, weekly updates. So, um, and you're just uh, great this morning, making sure that Daryl does the right thing. Just looking over his uh, right shoulder there. <laughs> yeah, look, Daryl's a person who can be can be loose with the truth. So <laughs> we just need putting need somebody his, with respectability to buddy be in here with him. Yeah, putting his uh, score up a little bit there, perhaps. <laughs> yeah. Now, now you've got all the committee members here of the Darren Club, I believe. Is that right? Yeah, well, Jamie's our uh, captain this year, so does a great job. Tag's our president. He's been president for a couple of years. I'm probably on the club committee, but I'm actually the league president, so I've got the overall arching uh, yeah. argument over these two. Very nice. All right, let's uh, get into some results. So there, there's no pennants uh, from last week. We uh, had the state fours. Uh, a few country blokes went down there and played the state fours. The uh, ladies didn't have a pennant either because they played their women's triples. So we can start off with that. So the women's triples was played at Northam on Tuesday and the winners from Gamaling were Nola Chataway, Daff Shell and Mark Bird. So congratulations to them, the Avon Valley League uh, champions for triples. Um, I'll hard back on the uh, men's pairs because uh, we've had a couple of well, A-League event and the men's pairs a couple of weeks ago was held at Northam. It was a great, great result there with um, numbers. We had 24 teams. The sponsor was uh, Farm Shed from Dow and Gamaling. So 24 teams fills up two greens for the pairs and we had five games over two days, a, a big event. Uh, the winner was myself and Paul Gertz. We were the only team that won five games. Ronnie Treasure and Peter Hart were probably a bit unlucky. They were runners-up. They had four wins. They lost one, but they were a massive 44 shots up. They couldn't quite get over the line, but, you know, 44 shots up, that's like 10 shots a game. So great effort to them. Uh, If we look for uh, Sunday week, we'll have the uh, League Fours at Bolgart, and that's sponsored by uh, Summit Fertiliser. Braden Noble's a man who looks after this area, um, He's uh, great with his sponsorship. So everyone out there in Avon League and the men, if you can put your names into Bolgart for, uh, during the week because we need numbers for the, uh, the uh, league force. So there's no other results there, Terry, but I wouldn't mind mentioning a few other things that's been happening around the place. 
uh, don't know if I mentioned to you last year, but the actual president of Bowls WA is a country guy in our league, and it's, that's Doug Kelly. I remember so, that, yes. Yep, so Doug does a sterling job. Um, one of the things Gives that, us a bit of cloud out here in the regions. Yeah, it does. You know, so, you know, ever since Adam's been a boy, probably they run, you know, bowls from the city, but we've got a country person that it's actually... Sort of, the balance is there, isn't it? Yeah. Well, half the bowlers in the state are country and half a city, but, you know, Doug... Doug represents the country really well. He has to travel a bit, so he meet, has meetings over east and things like that. So it's a big commitment that Doug's made, but doing it well. But one of the things Doug does um, is passionate about is regional men's health. So regional men's health will, is stumping up quite a bit. I think it's $20,000 over the year. Um, and all you have to do is ha- hope, hold an open day. Um, so any club, in you know whether it's in the Avon League or anywhere else that wants to... Um, you know, get a thousand dollars. All they have to do is uh, host Men's Health, uh, Men's Health Day, and if they contact Bowls WA or Doug directly, he'll put you in the in the right direction. But you know, sport and bowls, especially, you know, I think it's really important for your mental health. It's a day off the farm. Cockies get a bit tied up with things, and you know, and it's going to get busier with harvest coming oh, up. Oh, exactly, and you know, just to take a bit of time off and talk with your mates, and that's what everyone does on the bowling green. And the guys that, you know, we've, we've hosted Darren, haven't we, Tag? We've had a couple of really, really good uh, years of hosting this event. We've actually hosted Men's Health at our March Open Day for about the last 10 years. And it's excellent opportunity for blokes to recognise that they need to talk to their mates and um, discuss some of the issues that um, rural men, or men in particular, uh, general, um, suffer. So hmm. it's a um, great investment by the regional men's health and Bowles WA. And they do a great job, don't they? The guys so, that speak, they're just terrific. They are great communicators and they are down to earth and they understand how men tick. Yeah, so, so I encourage anyone out there, you know, if you've got a com- you're on the Bowles committee in your club, you know, give Doug or Bowles WA a ring and, you know, be part of the regional men's health because it's a great course. So so we'll pass on with that. Um, thanks for that plug, mate. So that's really good. But um, the state force, as I said, we're on last week. Um, Doug asked us to mention that the so the finals are on this Sunday. So if you're interested in watching any bowls at all, it's it'll be live streamed on Facebook on the Bowls WA site. Nice. So if you want to watch some really good bowls, it'll be, you know, some top class um, WA bowls. Have a jump on Facebook and have a look. So actually, you know, I mentioned, did you watch any of the Commonwealth Games tag? Oh, look, I watched some of it and it got more interesting as the finals got um, closer and it's, um, most people who are involved in West Australian bowls would know about the local content in the ladies' um, pairs final with um, Christina Christic from from Manning, um, who one of the big clubs down there, isn't it, Manning? Yeah, one of the big clubs. Yeah, big club Manning, and you know, really good social club. And Christina Christic was is a Manning girl, played with Ellen Ryan from over east, and and they actually won the gold medal. And it was one of the best goal, games of bowls I've ever seen on TV. You know, got down to the last bowl. It was gripping, was it? It was absolutely right. gripping. So, if you, you know, people say bowls is boring, but yeah, you had to watch that game on TV and you'd be hooked. One to convert you across. That's all it takes. That's all it is, mate. Yeah. So, it'd be out there on YouTube or something somewhere. So, have a look at that game. Um, you know, a state girl that did yeah. really, really well. 
It was just, I'll tell you what, mate, the Poms have got no idea how to run <laughs> run a, a bowl show on TV because some of the, the uh, photography was nothing like they can do in WA or yeah. over East, but it was a, a gripping game and it was good to have. Yeah, good to hear. All right, Daryl and also Trevor, affectionately known as Tag, appreciate you coming in and talking about the world of bowls. Thanks, mate, and thanks, thanks for man. the opportunity. Thanks, Jerry. It is a Weebelt Sports Show on Triple M and on Listener, LISTNR. Saluting local legends, this is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M with Terry Seaver. Time to check into the Northern Amateur Basketball Association and on the line is President Tyron Neal. How are you? Yeah, good, thanks, Terry. Yourself? Excellent. Tyron, starting to get busy now. We're into round three and next week it's the pink round. Yeah, big round for the um, Northern Basketball Amateur Basketball Association where we... um, yeah, get together and raise money um, for Pink Up Northern. Um, yeah, all sorts of stuff. We got uh, raffles, money boards. Um, yeah, all that to raise as much as we can. Uh, gold coin donation on the on the way in. Um, yeah, all goes to a good cause. And yeah, get behind it. A nice way to close out the month. There's been a lot of fundraising across Northern for the uh, Pink Up Northern campaign. So great to see basketball being a part of it again for another year. Now, we've also got tryouts coming up for representative basketball. Yeah, mate, starting this Sunday, um, 10 o'clock till 4 o'clock. So, yeah, get in there, uh, get your registration in. So just a small little registration fee, um, $5. Yeah, register for uh, country champs and, yeah, try out this Sunday and the following Sunday on the 6th of November. And also, let's quickly take a look at senior results. We haven't got a lot of results to get through, but because there was uh, um, games called off, we'll talk about that in just a moment. But first up to the women, Shadows defeated Sharktastic 46-11. Yeah, um, yeah, they're going good um, at the moment. So, um, I mean, Sharktastic get out there, have a lot of fun. And yeah, um, I coached them last year, so no doubt they'll improve and yeah, get better as the season goes along. Um, but yeah, Shadows are off to a flying start again. Dragonflies 36 defeated the York Joeys 13. Yeah, well that um, score doesn't actually reflect the game because it actually was a uh, good close game and good competition between both teams. But uh, yeah, Dragon, Michael's Dragonflies getting away with the win. And also the Pirates had a big win over Carnaby's 50-13. to 13. Yeah, no, the Pirates go well, mate. Um, yeah, good, good players in that team and yeah get together and work well as a team. And, yeah, um, yeah, I mean, can't complain, mate. They're off to a good start. Um, yeah, beat us last week. So, yeah. The double threat there from Yolanda Montgomery with 14 points and also Magella Henry with 11 and good contribution from Zara Squires with eight. Isabella Theodosu with seven there as well. Keely Godson scoring eight points too. So, too much of a handful there for the Carnabies, which takes us to the ladies' ladder. Dragonflies are on top there, unbeaten with two wins, no losses. Shadows also in second spot with a lower percentage. Then it's Pirates in third, York Joey's in fourth, Carnabies in fifth, and Sharktastic in sixth. Now, Tyrant, there were not many uh, men's games played. In fact, none at all last week because the, the the lack of referees. Yes, uh, yeah, it was just one of them weeks where every everything came together and. Not in the right way, of course, and um, yeah, we were able to fill the first two time slots on Wednesday night, but um, unfortunately, yeah, we never had enough to fill the men's games. Um, I mean, yeah, and we have, we have a duty of care, not to just the association, but yeah, definitely to our players, so 
Um, so yeah, we look to have a bit of a meeting um, this weekend and see if we can work through it, and um, which I definitely, definitely we will. Um, and yeah, we'll get some uh, refs and we should be able to fire. I'm not should we will fire up again this this coming Wednesday. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of a hiccup there on the uh, horizon because uh, there were referees coming up from Calamunda, I believe, last year. Is that right? Yes, and um, because last year there was too big to have on the one night um, with both juniors and seniors, yeah, a lot of uh, tired committee by the end of the season, so we uh, decided to split it up. And obviously with the seniors going on the Wednesday night is also um, conflicts with um, Calamunda's domestic comp so yeah, yeah. yeah we currently didn't have them refs and yeah we're um in talks with uh, hills basketball association um yeah so we can secure some of their refs there and yeah take a bit of pressure off our locals the pink round coming up uh, next week on tuesday and wednesday northern amateur basketball association getting behind the uh, pink up northern campaign the uh, the pink campaign there so well done tyra neal president of naba appreciate your time on triple m no worries, Terry. See you, Matt. It is a Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M and Listener. Saluting local legends. This is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M with Terry Seaver. Time to check into the Northern Cricket Association and let's get to the first game last weekend. Bakers Hill took on Ferrells and it was a draw. Ferrells won the toss. They batted first and they put together a respectable three for 174 and top scoring was Norrish. With 97, Velios, B. Velios with 40, and also Sergeant not out with 13, D. Velios scoring 9. So 3 for 174. As far as the bowling is concerned there for Bakers Hill, Carter took 1 for 14, Daly took 1 for 24, and Frost took 1 for 37. Unfortunately, the match was abandoned and the game was a draw. So we take a look at the other game, and Balladong defeated 2J. And the toss was won by 2J, and batting first was Balladong, and they managed to put together 144. We haven't got a scorecard here for the batters, but for the bowlers, Nelson took 3 for 25, Higgins took 1 for 27, C. Higgins took 2 for 40, and Basley took 2 for 18. 2J finishing up all out for 55, and Sutton top scoring with 11, and Basley with 7. So it was an absolute shellacking there. As we take a look at this weekend's fixtures, so today we've got a couple of games at 10 to 1 this afternoon. So Balladon Cricket Academy will take on Grass Valley and 2J will host Ferrell's Bakers Hill has the bye. It is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M and on Listener, L-I-S-T-N-R. Saluting local legends, this is the Wheatbelt Sports Show on Triple M with Terry Seaver. That's it for another Wheatbelt Sports Show here on Listener. That's L-I-S-T-N-R and of course... If you know any local sports out there that need a mention on the Wheatbelt Sports Show, drop us a message on the Facebook page, Triple M Central Wheatbelt and Alvin Valley. We'll look forward to your company again next week on the Wheatbelt Sports Show here on Listener, L-I-S-T-N-R.